I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kids today, it's one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. Which reminds me, my 11-year-old, who sounds like a 65-year-old man who watches Fox all day long for some reason, and I have no idea why he's the way he is, but anyway, he's talking, I don't remember even how I got on this. Kids today, they don't want to work. All they want to do is just like, what what are you? You're 11. Um, uh, But I was around uh, a fair number of people over the weekend. We did a little mini vacation, went to, stayed overnight in a hotel, went to a zoo, went to a museum. I'll talk about that after a after a little bit, but Bill Maher was on the topic of schools and kids today, and we'll run through a little bit of this from the Bill Maher Show on HBO Friday night. Our public schools are no longer safe. Now, a high school student beat a teacher's aide unconscious for taking his Nintendo Switch. Hitting the teacher? I used to get sent to the principal's office for rolling my eyes. Yep. Go online. You can see endless videos of this stuff, of kids threatening and punching teachers. What is this, Jet Blue? What have we let our schools turn into? A third of teachers in America say they've been harassed or threatened, and one in seven in this country has been physically attacked. Yeah. Well, that would mean in a bigger school, you got half a dozen, 10, 15, 20 teachers who've taken a beating at the hands of the students in a single school. Good point, because a lot of, uh, and also just the, you know, it's not even throughout all of America. So there's a lot of places sure. where nobody's getting attacked. So it means in some of the schools, lots of teachers are getting attacked. Um, and thank, you know, God for Bill Maher talking about this and maybe presenting this story to people that, in uh, getting back to Fox News, unless you listen to AM Talk Radio or watch Fox News, you might be completely unaware of this. Because uh, it just it gets no attention on the left. Anyway, more from Bill Maher. 2023 kicked off with the story of a six-year-old boy taking a gun to school in Newport News, Virginia, shooting his teacher and then declaring, I shot that bitch dead. Every day in every one of our schools, teachers, 
students and other staff members are being hurt every day. They're hit, they're bitten, they're beaten. No wonder 50% of teachers express a desire to quit or transfer to something less dangerous, like walking Joe Biden's dog. No wonder 86% of public schools have a teacher shortage. Okay, getting to the... Did you have a comment on that? I was going to say, and as always, as we point out, if you see an article on this, they'll say teachers want higher pay. Yeah, they want not to get their ass kicked. They want to be able to maintain decorum in their classroom. And this gets to our... uh, What is it? Axiom, saying, credo. They didn't raise themselves. Moms and dads used to have the backs of teachers and authority figures, but now their precious progeny can never do anything wrong, so it's made education impossible. A teacher today looks out every morning and sees 25 phones distracting 25 kids, undeterred by any authority to pay attention or even be civil, and each kid represented by the high-powered legal defense team of mom and dad. Yeah, that... uh, that Reminds me, and that seems to be, because I hear that universally uh, as a complaint all over the place, but I have a friend I was talking to last night. Her daughter got in trouble at school. She found out through an email over the weekend and was shocked the school hadn't called her about what her daughter did, and and then so got a hold of the school and said, what are you going to do? And they said, well, we're not going to really do anything. She said, that's not any good. She needs to be punished for this. I want to make sure she doesn't get to go to recess, and she's telling the school what punishments they need to lay out for the kid. So the kid has some repercussions. Boy, that's just crazy on a couple of different levels. Isn't it? If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. 
But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. And then finally from Bill Maher. Only 33% of U.S. children can read at a level of proficiency. If you're attending an American high school now, that's about one-third. <laughs> so I'm not surprised that homeschooling is America's fastest-growing form of education. Anything is better now than public education, and that includes Catholic school. You know, in 1970, only 2.7% of the kids who went to Catholic school were not Catholic. Now it's 22%. Yeah, Catholic school eighth graders are two full grade levels above public school kids. They're told, no, you can't be on your phone here, and your pronouns are shut up and sit down. Mm. <laughs> yep. Uh, again, I'm glad Bill Maher's pointing that out to his mostly lefty audience, although I don't know if that's still true, as he keeps sounding more and more like an old conservative. Yeah, although, you know, the lefty of 10 years ago <clears throat> is today's moderate. So I don't know exactly how to describe the audience. And what's especially frustrating and just head slapping about all this stuff is that the results of these ideas are self-evident. I mean, it's not like it's it's difficult to see what effect that the restorative justice thing or the woke thing, how that's going. It's it's plain to see how it's going. It's going miserably. So you got to school classrooms where there's or schools where things are going on that just would never have flown when we were younger. And then I was just out and about. So we uh, we went on a little trip. We went to a museum. So that was packed full of kids. Then we stayed at a hotel that had a pool and a gym. So there were a lot of kids around there. And then I went to the zoo. And just... Uh, the main theme being that kids don't act the way kids did when I was a kid. And that's you can only put that on parents, right? One thing my kids are is well-behaved. There's plenty of things I wish th- that I would do differently if I was going to do it again or whatever in terms of uh, uh, expectations, <laughs> a variety of things. But um, my kids are well-behaved. It's amazing how many kids aren't. Like r- just running around a museum, running around, which would have never happened when I was a kid. There ain't going to be nobody running through the museum. Nobody was going to allow that. Or the various areas where you're not supposed to talk or, or, or you know, touch this or whatever. And everybody's talking and loud and touching things they're not supposed to touch. And no, and parents just right there and they just don't care. Yeah. And or, or I, I don't even know what that is. And then when I was at the hotel, the way kids were, kids were in the gym. Uh, I was went in there and throw around a little uh, weights while my son was. So, man, there were kids in there, like younger kids, like probably, I don't know, eight to ten. And just like abusing the equipment and throwing stuff around. And the parents are out there by the pool just paying no attention. That would have never happened when I was a kid. My parents would have never let me do that. Just do whatever the hell I want. Abuse the stuff at the hotel. I was also out and about this weekend and had a similar feeling seeing the kids. And I was watching this one mother and she was doing everything she could to get her kid's attention back on her and get him to calm down. And I'm sitting there going, 
All my mom had to do was shoot me a look and I cleaned my act up. Right. Well, I was just thinking about how when I was a kid, if an adult walked into a room and like we were all being crazy, everybody just kind of straightened up because an adult had just walked in. That is just there's nothing like that anymore. Well, I was thinking the same thing because that scene inside the gym would have ended immediately as soon as an adult was on the scene. They'd have said, hey, you cut it out. And then if mom or dad had come into the room and sensed something was amiss, that adult would have said, yeah, is that your son? Well, he was X, Y, and Z. And mom and dad would say, wow, and grab son by the ear and out they would go. Now it's entirely possible they'd say, you don't talk to my son. You don't talk to my son. Yeah, so, pull out phones, start filming you for having said anything to them about their child. Yeah. But so having Call observed you Karen. This, <laughs> yeah, right. So having observed this a lot since I had kids and at the park and everything like that. So what you coaching and having three kids that have gone through the whole childhood thing. What is because uh, uh, I only know the people I hang around and the people I hang around mostly have pretty uh, well-behaved kids. But so what's just the general I'm not I'm not going to pay any attention to what my kids are doing or, or ever discipline them from anything. What is that? Mm, what what do that? you mean? What is that? Is it just Where is does it, it come is, from? Is, is, well, is it laziness? Because it in theory requires more effort. To say, hey, 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 knock it off over there. Let's take it easy on that. Just nobody ever says that anymore. Well, yeah, it's laziness or ignorance, but there's also a pretty widespread feeling that I've been cheated by the system society isn't for me the economy isn't for me it's uh, other people are controlling it all i i don't i don't have any allegiance to my community or any responsibility to my community my community has responsibility to me well there's no it's doubt just, that exists i just feel like it in the socioeconomic world that i live in i, I don't know that how much of that there is but there's just a lack of like confrontation they don't want confrontation with children that's what i noticed from the beginning like when I'd be, they'd be like preschool age, it'd be a bunch of four-year-olds and a couple of kids are pushing one kid around and parents just kind of like look at their feet or turn around so they don't see it. And I would say, hey, 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 knock it off. Don't shove him down like that. But nobody would say anything. Well, and it's less wow. about it's less about right and wrong now, and it's more about how the child feels. I just feel like they're afraid of a confrontation with children or something. I don't I don't know what it is. I've been trying I to figure know, that that's... out now for 13 years. It's completely foreign to me. I have no idea why they would not say anything. Do we just have a society of people who are utterly lacking in confidence? Or or like Katie says, it's about the kid's self-esteem. You can't bring down their... I thought that was like dead and gone, that idiotic philosophy. It could be the... If you're... Because I know adults like this. If you're, if you're drawing straws to see who has to call to order the pizza because you both don't want to do it because it's too fearful too fear-inducing to call an order of pizza, you're not going to mm. say anything to some kids in a playground, I would assume. Maybe it's that, that whole weirdness, which I still don't understand what that is. So is there staring the staring at the phone since adolescence uh, a generation now got kids? Is that right? I haven't yeah. really done the math. Yes. Yeah, wow. maybe that's I'm surprised they had the confidence to approach somebody of the opposite sex and couple with them. But <laughs> And you can't, I don't know what you can lay it on, because, I mean, this is a fairly upscale hotel. This is an expensive place to stay, so you can't put uh, some sort of uh, financial barrier on the behavior of the children. Just nobody cared. Nobody cared what the kids were doing. Just running around, knocking over a stack of towels. No parent, parents just see it, no, whatever. What the What the hell? I don't know. That's really foreign to me. I'm uh, I'm glad. It's probably a blessing that I'm not uh, witnessing that sort of thing. 
And the, Enjoy. And if you're, you know, talking about, I don't want to get in a confrontation. If I was going to have a confrontation, I shouldn't go talk to the. Hey, go pick those towels up. I should go talk to the. That's your kid. You you let them do that. You don't care. What is the hell is that? <laughs> it just it makes no sense to me. You, you might learn something about their attitudes. I would love to hear the results of that little inquiry. <laughs> yeah, I would too. I have would your dukes you. ready. Yeah, I suppose if I, I you should approach it because I'm actually interested as more of a. I'm just actually interested. You know, you get to do what you want to do. You raise your kids your way. But I would never let my kids run by and knock the stack of tiles over like that and leave them that way. Why do you think that's all right? I'd be interested in that. F you a hole. Hey, Joe, I remember you had a, I think you told a kid to straighten up and what, were you at Arlington or was it a cemetery? Or? Yeah, I chewed a kid out at Arlington National Cemetery. I mean, good for you. Yeah, you know, uh, was I lucky or that he didn't have a big scary dad? He was there with his mom. And she looked at me with uh, something approaching gratitude, honestly. But um, I don't know. I don't want to portray myself as some sort of hero, but no. it was wrong. And so I yelled at the kid. <laughs> no. And you, could, and you and that's one of the reasons people don't speak up because you could end up in a confrontation like that. And who wants that? But like the couple of times I have spoken up around kids. Yeah. People seem to be more grateful that I did than like angry that I did. It's just like, I wish I could do that. Well, you can. You're a freaking grown up. But again, if you're the sort of person that can't order a pizza, I suppose I can see why you wouldn't get involved. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I just it's hard for any of us to imagine what that headspace is like, I think. Right. Being in the position where my husband and I are thinking about having kids, I've never been more excited than I am now. Thank you, guys. <laughs> there you just go. Just find people who think like you and hang out with them. All Trust right. me. <laughs> I've never had a problem ordering a pizza and it shows. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that's it. Hannah Storm and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.